Hello, everyone, and welcome to ODC Ministries podcast, Conversations with Pastor ODC. I would like to thank each of you for following our podcast and supporting our ministry as we attempt to empower believers as well as enrich ministers of the gospel, deal with organizational structure of the church, and the social development of our communities. Again, you can also find us on our Facebook page, follow us on our YouTube channel, ODC TV, and lastly, find us on the web at www.pastorodc.com. Listen, I am so excited and just elated to have with me this afternoon's um, two precious gifts to the body of Christ in the person of Pastor Brandon Blake, who is the senior pastor of the New Sunny Mount Baptist Church, as well as Anita Watkins-Stevens, who is the minister of music at the Sunny Mount Baptist Church. And this church is located in St. Louis, Missouri. At this time, I just want to introduce them to you. And we'll begin with Pastor Blake. Pastor Blake, thank you for being here. And if you could just share with our audience a brief biographical information about yourself. Hello, my name is Brandon Blake, and I am, as he has alluded to, the proud pastor of the new Sunny Mount Missionary Baptist Church in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm excited to be here. I'm not sure what else you want me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is great. Uh, uh, How long have you been at New Sunny Mount? I'm in my third year as pastor of New Sunny Mount Church. I come from the Memphis, Tennessee area, and um, I'm just excited to be there. Uh, Great. I tell you, notice you cannot see this brother, but he is young but seasoned. He's, I think, 36 years of age. Is that right? 36 years old. I started preaching at the age of 10, so this is my 26th year in terms of preaching. And I started to serve my first church as pastor as a sophomore high school, age of 16, and next year we'll be celebrating 20 years of pastoral ministry, and Mm -hmm. to God be the glory for it all. Wow, man, that is is phenomenal. You really are young, but you have a lot of wisdom that comes along from not only the Lord, but the experiences that he's given you. And so thank you for being here with us today. And um, you have with you your minister of music at the New Sunday Mount Baptist Church. If you would introduce yourself to our audience as well. Hello, uh, my name is Anita Watkins-Stevens. I'm worship and arts music director at the New Sunday Mount Baptist Church, where we are proud to say that Reverend Brandon Blake is our pastor. Great, great. And Stevens, if you would just tell us a little bit about your work not only at New Sunny Mount, but just enlarge for the body of Christ, how the Lord has used you over the years. Oh, goodness. I'll try to make it real short. <laughs> uh, I've been playing for church since I was 15 years old. Wow. Uh, I've been minister of music for over 30 years. I'm going to say right at 34 years. Uh, I've served basically three pastors mm. in my lifetime. Uh, wow. I believe it to be a ministry and that it's not just something that we do to pass the time, it's something that's real and that ministers to people. Um, I'm here today at the Tabernacle Church with my pastor and uh, our church choir uh, as part of my ministry job, uh, and that is to support the pastor and his ministry as best that we can. Amen. Amen. That is so beautiful. It's just to say that you um, only serve three pastors. That is phenomenal because we... We live in a day and age now where a musician 
could serve three pastors in one year because um, oftentimes they're they're very gifted, but they're not necessarily committed to growing in a particular location and watching the fruit of the ministry that the Lord bursts from their work. Um, can you before we go any further? Can you just talk about that? That you only serve three pastors. And what advice would you give to younger ministers of music and musicians about the importance of being planted somewhere and being committed to a ministry and working with a pastor over a period of time? Yes. You, you truly must know that you've been called to be a minister of music and that it not be just something uh, to earn a check. Mm. It must go past the paycheck yes. uh, for it to mean something to people. And first it has to mean something to you. Okay. Personally, um, I think some of our musicians uh, they move a little too fast. Wow. I believe there's something to be gained and learned from every experience that you're in, from every church. And you have to give yourself time and ask God, What is it you want me to get from this? Mm. Uh, usually, what I have found is some very, very challenging situations that wow. will come up in learning that there is challenge. And sometimes there's hurt mm-hmm. involved as well. But I ask God, what is it you want me to get from this? What is it that I need to learn? No matter how gifted we are in music, how well we can play, uh, how well we think we compose and arrange, it doesn't matter how many accolades people give us, um, there is always something to be gained. I have Amen. learned much in the past three years Amen. from our pastor right here. I have. I don't know if he believes it, but <laughs> I have. And I have because I want to. Amen. I wanted to. Um, so I think musicians should give themselves time, uh, not only to improve their craft, there are still skills you can gain to improve your craft, That's no matter how much you have studied in the past. Still, th- We can learn things, some of our us older musicians, we can learn from the younger musicians mm-hmm. if we're willing to open our minds up. Amen. Um, so that's that, that's what I would offer. Ask God what it is you want me to learn. Great, great. Just that humility. Yes. And be willing to grow and learn. That's just awesome to hear. And as Reverend Colin Lett, who's a part of our church family, who's also a trained musician um, and leads the Selma High School choir in our city shared with me that you wrote and composed and he blessed my soul one of my favorite songs literally i will sit and watch that on youtube um sometime late in sermon preparations um, i've even said about wanting that song to be a part of all music ministry at the church because it's just it's just so moving and it really makes you think about how the lord has really blessed you over the years and how um, just in seeing and knowing him and how much that that's just enough sometimes you know and that's it was just a blessing to know that you composed that song and so um, before we just get any deeper and bringing this conversation toward the pastor and minister music working together can you share like what inspired that work um, I was preparing for something that is pastor knows is one of my it is my favorite time of year, and that I was preparing for a Christmas concert wow. at my previous church, which was my home church, Mount Zion Baptist Church in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, much younger at that time, and not as wise 
as I hope I'm doing now, <laughs> and going through a difficult time. Wow. And I had started to, I like to write songs for Christmas, because Christmas represents hope. Mm. And just the aspect and thought mm. of hope just intrigues me every year during the Christmas season. So I started to work on this song. Wow. And um, being younger, not being wise, I'm going to be a little transparent okay. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have been in. Wow. And I knew it. Mm. But because of other emotional reasons, you know, sometimes you find yourself involved in things. The concert was getting close, and I had not finished the song. And I hadn't even started to teach it to the choir. Mm. I was very unmotivated. And I remember sitting in my two-bedroom bungalow with my children asleep in one of the bedrooms and saying, Lord, help me finish this because I was an extreme emotional pain. Wow. He said, me sitting on that couch late one night, you go ahead and you finish this song and I'll let you know later why you needed to finish it. Mm. I finished it. We sang it. We sang it. Wow. And that was that. You know, we didn't have explosions go off or anything like that. No, no. We sang it. I said, well, okay. And I didn't think much more about it. In a couple of years, someone heard about it. I want to say Robert Ray, who was maestro of maestros. Mm. He conducted the In Unison Choir with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. He said, I've heard of a song that you've written. I want to hear it. When Robert Ray asked you that, oh no, you're like, oh wow, you do? That's when it took life. That was in wow. 1998. That's just amazing to hear amazing to wow. how the Lord birthed that out of that painful um, place in your life mm-hmm. and how you just been faithful and it just laid there all and all of a sudden God just brought it to such national acclaim and here I am in Selma, Alabama being blessed by your music never had met you personally until today but my God thank you for allowing the Lord to use you to write that music and write that song because it definitely does bless my soul and and, and to shift this conversation you talked about this whole idea of me being in a very low place and how the Lord just used that place to birth something beautiful you all just finished leading um, worship here at Historic Tabernacle Church today, and thank you for coming. And Pastor Blake, you said something in your sermon about how oftentimes miracles happen in messy places, that God births miracles out of messy places. And when I heard her say that, it just took me back to your sermon today about being in that messy place in her life, place that she did not want to be, but God just birth something miraculous out of out of that. I just want to say since you preached this sermon today and New Sunday Mount Choir um, led us in worship as well, I know that you are blessed to have this beautiful soul as a part of your ministry or staff or leading your music staff at your church. Can you talk briefly about how as a pastor, how important it is for the music ministry and the pulpit to be working hand in hand toward spiritual development of parishioners. Absolutely. So first, uh, let me echo, we thank God for (laughs) Sister Nita Watkins Stevens. Uh, She is a gift to the body of Christ. And uh, I am privileged (laughs) and honored to uh, witness and experience her love and her passion for what she does. 
uh, on a weekly basis. So uh, New Sunday Mount is is better uh, yeah, because of no doubt. And then thank you. And because of you too. Go ahead. And thank you. <laughs> and, and thank you, man. Thank thank you for having us. We, we are honored to to be here and to share. Today worship has been reduced to just minor elements, if you would, in terms of worship or elements of worship. What is happening at New Sunny Mount, Tabernacle, and other places is an understanding of the totality of worship in the sense that it's not just preaching, it's not just music, mm-hmm. it's not just the devotional period, it's not just the praise and worship period, but it's all of it. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, particularly in light of what's happening with uh, hip-hop churches, uh, <laughs> hip-hop I don't, churches, I don't want to like, call a particular like. name. I don't want to call a particular name. At, that It's reaching a generation, interestingly, but it's not the whole. And I think right. worship is about the whole. All of it together uh, makes for what worship is. There has to be intercession. There has to be adoration of God. There has to be confession, scripture reading. There has to be worship that leads us uh, into the very presence of God, songs that lead us into the presence of God. There has to be the proclamation of the gospel. And I think all of that makes for for worship. Uh, So what we're doing together and striving to do weekly, and I'm going to be honest to say that we are a work in progress. And and I think it's a weekly joy and passion of making sure that we are modeling what Scripture teaches us about outlines of worship Mm -hmm. and meeting people where they are. Meeting people where they are. Uh, We have probably four or five generations uh, in our congregation every week. And it's important for us to make sure that there's something in worship for everyone. That doesn't happen easily. There's a lot of negotiations and uh, what do we keep? What do we change? How do we navigate personalities in doing so? But I think because of the vision of making sure we're glorifying God, God just makes it come together, flow smoothly, and is, I believe, glorified as a result uh, of that effort. Amen. And and like you said, um, when you're looking at multi-generational churches because as you I like the, the phrase that you use hip-hop churches we, we get in a generational fight it's right. like this this whole idea of one generation having its taste another generation having right. its taste and the church is getting in conflict rather than just focusing upon um, how do we bring God glory and embrace every generation so right. that we can grow together as believers and I think that is just amazing that you said that but I think that the main word, the main word that you use there is, it's a work in progress. You have to be intentional about doing this. Um, that it does not just naturally flow. You have to almost have intentionality about how you plan worship. And I know for sometimes people, you know, let's just come in and let the Lord have His way. And I'm like, yeah. we do really room for the Spirit, but there has to be an intentionality in our preparation, um, both on a spiritual level as well as practical for um, to make sure that every person in each generation is ministered to um, through our worship experience on Sunday morning. So I think it's amazing you said that. Let me ask this, because today's worship featured contemporary gospel, also had anthems, and it was just beautiful to, to hear in church, um, in church to hear um, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, let some drops fall on me. I'm just amazed by seeing how 
that was just beautiful to hear. And it was like uh, you did two sets. In each set, you had a spiritual and a gospel uh, contemporary song. And it was just beautiful to hear. Can you talk about the planning aspect of developing that, that scheme for worship today, or that playlist for worship? That planning starts for a committed minister of music. You notice I said committed? Yes. Who wants to make sure God has spoken mm. in a service. When we knew we were coming to Tabernacle, I thought about what, because we have five choirs actually. Mm -hmm. The choir you had today was actually we sang about Chancel Choir. Mm -hmm. And we're the choir that sings a variety of music. We sing the anthems, the spirituals, the hymn arrangements, praise and worship. Yeah. You'll hear it all in one service mm. on any given Sunday at New Sunday Mount. Thought about the reason we were coming. I thought about you in terms of why pastors coming. Yes. I mean, that we just think about that. Uh, commitment most of the music do. Yeah. So yes. it's a continuous thought mm. until right before we were called to the choir stand. Wow. There's a plan in place. I rehearsed with them last night uh, at the Drury Inn just for a few minutes. Wow. But they also know that plan could completely, and it did, it did this. When I got here, a committed minister of music to want to make sure God is glorified. Yes. And to prepare the way for the pastor's work. That's what we're supposed to do. Anything else is it should not be considered in this at all. Mm -hmm. You have to be very clear about what our, what our purpose is. Yes. I observed your service. First people I talked with, you can get a sense for what is needed, mm. or uh, you know the, what the congregation will be blessed by hearing, and thinking about our repertoire too. Yes. All right. I went into another plan when I sat down. Changed it again when we got up here. Wow. So there has to be a continuous communication there. And ministers of music have to be open to that. If you're open to it, God will just deposit it right in. Yes. As to what you needed to do. We talked a lot today about the historically mm -hmm. Baptist universities yes. and colleges. Okay, so wow. to me that said spiritual. Wow. Okay. Great. We'll do one of our spirituals. Wow. Okay, well which one? Joshua. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The way they're trained, and New Sunday Mount Chancel Choir was like this before I came 20 mm -hmm. years ago. You can wake them up in the middle of the night and they'll sing whichever spiritual <laughs> in our repertoire. They will. We did not rehearse that. Wow. We haven't sung that one about two or three months. Wow. But that's how blessed we are. You just trust the Lord in Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So many ministers of music would not come in and take all that into consideration. They just would not. This is what we're going to sing, no matter what the flow of the worship service is, because they don't even trust the spirit to change as the Lord changes that, as you would say, continuous thought. They, didn't, they don't trust the spirit. And I think this is so amazing because so many choirs that have what you all have at New Sunday Mountain, I would even say even at Tab, have some beautiful voices, put a lot of emphasis upon practice. And then practice is so important. But can we practice and still be open to the Spirit so that we don't have a performance, we have an experience with God? Mm -hmm. And that was just amazing to hear you say that. And I, and I would just say this, as we talk about this whole passion and ministry music working together, Pastor Blake, what I've heard her say and, and noticing that this is a nationally recognized personality that's leading your music ministry, but at the same time, recognizing that we are here to support the word, not to overshadow the word and to prepare people for the word. So the word of God 
is the apex of worship. So everything is leading up to the word and the music ministry is not, it's trying to partner with the word of God so that people will be blessed. Just speak to how that makes you feel as a pastor to know that my music ministry is being led by someone who's trying to partner with me so that God is glorified and that people's hearts are ready to receive the word and not wearing people out before the word to where they're no longer interested in hearing what God has to say. So the first word that comes to mind is I am honored and uh, I'm humble. When I say gift, she is a gift to, to her ministry. In fact, as much as you preach, you know how we, we're prayerful about here's the message that I want to prepare and this is mm-hmm. how I, I'm hearing from the Lord. And you get to the place, okay, now it's time to preach. So for me, I'm waiting on confirmations throughout the worship for the message I'm about to mm-hmm. allow the Holy Spirit to deliver through me. And today, case in point, I'm sitting here, I have two sermons that, you know, <laughs> I'm ready, you know, whichever way the Lord wants to lead. And then the, the song before, it's time for me to sing, mm-hmm. is God is still working miracles. miracles. I'm about to deal with name it. Okay, uh, God, right? Uh, so that, there is a, a connection there. There is a, and we didn't talk about that, right? There is a connection there. There's a partnership there. There is what you're talking about, this trusting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They are ministering to me before it's time for me to stand mm-hmm. every week. And it, it is my prayer that I'm ministering to them no doubt. when I stand. And then it all it goes even to the benediction. We have a standard benediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that for us is worship. So I'm honored. I'm, I'm humbled. And we get to see the Spirit of God at work not extemporaneously because there is plan, there is preparation before uh, it happens, but we see the spirit pulling out of us what has been invested. So, no doubt, it's like you you pull it from this well of inspiration right. um, and preparation, so that whatever the Lord is leading, you can just trust Him to, right. to move uh, with the Spirit. I know you all have to go, so let me just wrap this up by asking you both in your own way. Because it's amazing, as you said, you all are the embodiment of cross-generational ministry. That, you know, yeah. you have two different generations that's leading the church in worship every Sunday morning from the pulpit and from the, from the music. And it's just beautiful to see. And it, it, it really can serve as a model, I believe, for the body of Christ at large um, beyond. Because both of you are well-prepared and both of you are well-trained, which I don't have time to talk about that. But uh, I believe that, you know, it's one thing for you to have a gift. But I believe that if you have a gift from God, you have the responsibility of being a good steward over that gift by investing in that gift and getting proper training for it. And I think it's just beautiful to see a trained musician and a trained minister leading the church. And it's cross-generational. It's just phenomenal. Um, So what would you give, advice you give to a young, aspiring minister of music, um, songwriter, composer, what would you say to that person who's listening to us today? Get as much academic training as you possibly can. Mm. Don't wait on the university, on the college level. Make sure you're preparing yourself as well as you possibly can from an academic standpoint. Mm -hmm. Make that a top priority to do that, number one. 
Number two, you can learn from anybody. Mm. A younger musician, let's say a musician that cannot read music, a musician who could not read a note of music was my first instructor in gospel music. Wow. He couldn't read a word, a note, not a note. He said, you know cards, don't you? I said, yes, I can. <laughs> he said, you can play gospel music. Wow. Be open to learning from who, whoever. Yeah. And help will come from all directions. Trust God, number three. Mm. Actually, trust God first. Sometimes we throw that out the party first. But when I, all that said and exactly. done, trust God. Keep expecting to hear from Him. Keep the communication open. Yes, yes. I think that's so important because I think that sometimes people look at musicians and say, okay, I just play and I'm waiting to hear what's on the radio. And when I was on the radio, I just started playing. Some of that stuff is not even theological sound. And it's not good for the health of the church or the other uh, community of faith. Musicians are talented, but they're not keeping that communication open with God. And seeing themselves as a minister who's dependent upon the Lord to use them in their areas of ministry. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Pastor Blake, started preaching at 10, started pastoring at 16. Yeah. And pastor three churches, and now the Lord has you pastoring a great church at New Sunny Mount in St. Louis, where you have the support ministries, and you know the Lord is using you to shape that church for future generations. And what do you say to a a young pastor, a young preacher, who is aspiring to accomplish some great things, but also very gifted and anointed, but maybe trying to get to where you are because you are 36 years of age without going through the different stages of preparation that the Lord has taken you to to prepare you for this work that you're doing right now. Yeah. What What do you say to that young, gifted, anointed preacher that's aspiring to do great things for the Lord? So I'm going to echo, certainly trust God. I'm going to echo making sure that one is trained. I think academic training is important. I think it's essential for today's pulpit. Mm -hmm. I know we have untrained persons who do phenomenal jobs in ministry. So if you don't go the route of uh, academic training, read, 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 read the Word of God primarily, but also read a number of other uh, sources. Mm -hmm. But then when I look at my personal life and my personal journey, um, her ups and her downs. What I'm going to suggest or offer to young uh, preachers and pastors, one, I'm thinking about a quote from E. Dewey Smith, if you stay small enough, long enough, God will make you big enough soon enough. Mm, so patience, yeah. uh, patience, patience through the process and the journey. But most important for me also is finding a mentor yes. who loves you loves you enough to tell you you did a great job today but also loves you enough to say you didn't do it go back um look at that again look yeah. at that text again deal with the context go go back to the drawing board mm -hmm. loves you enough to say i'm proud of you but also loves you enough to say i'm disappointed in you mm. find a mentor someone you can sit under grow under who actually loves you enough to tell you 
the good, the bad, the ugly, and can love you past that. Mm-hmm. That's essential if you're going to have a healthy self and also really be who God is calling us to be in a time such as this mentorship. Right, yes. I echo that mentors are so important. Being humble enough yeah. to recognize I need a mentor and, and humble enough to receive the direction and the critiques that come from that mentor. Again, thank you all so much for coming from St. Louis to Alabama, to Selma, Alabama, to Tabernacle Baptist Church to bless us with your ministry and lead us in worship today. I pray God's blessings upon your work at New Sunny Mount and throughout this country because I really do believe that the Lord is already using you as a model for ministry for many churches that are trying to intentionally do multi-generational, cross-generational ministry. And so uh, my prayers are for you all, and thank you uh, for being here. Again, to our audience, thank you all for listening to our podcast today. Please share this with someone. Follow our podcast. Go like us on Facebook uh, so that you can be a student on all that we are bringing from ODC Ministries to help empower and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Also, visit us on our website at www.pastorodc.com. Read our blog posts and be, feel free to leave a comment there. And lastly, the YouTube channel is up and available for you. So please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we would love and appreciate your support. Until next time, thank you all for listening. God bless you. Bye-bye.